0: Grandstand, ABC,
1: ABC's Grandstand, on radio, online and on digital radio.
0: Gives himself room and swings across the line, didn't time it all that well, out to Cow Corner.
1: This is Cow Corner, ABC Grandstand's cricket show.
0: Cow Corner today after what's been a busy week in cricket. There's an overhaul for the Sheffield Shield point system. We'll look at the reasons for that. And there's a standoff between the West Indies board and one of its best bowlers as they prepare to host New Zealand in a three-test series. Peter Newland's with you today. Great to have your company on Grandstand Digital, across the Pacific on Radio Australia and on iTunes. Well, two of the stories of the week were Sri Lanka's contentious win in the deciding game of the one-day international series with England in which Joss Butler was run out at the non-strikers' end, that mancatted by Angelo Matthews as England was bowled out for 219 in the 49th over. Sri Lanka won the game by six wickets with 10 balls to spare and took out the series three games to two. Hashim Amlar was appointed South Africa's new test captain. Here's Michael Clarke's reaction. To the news of his new opposite number
2: i was I was surprised, but in saying that, I think Hashim is a is obviously a, a wonderful player. I think he 's a very nice man he 's a gentleman and, and i 've and I've enjoyed the challenges that, that i 've you know had against him. Um, I think he 'll do a fantastic job for south Africa and um, i don 't think you 'll meet a nicer man to be honest so i 'm extremely happy for him. i think south, Af- south African cricket is in great hands under Hashim, and um, I'm sure you'll see his form uh, continue. That's for sure. You know we all do things our own our own ways, and I think Hashim will do that. I think, you know, you look at his his career, his record is is unbelievable, and um, to be able to have that consistent success individually, I think shows he he'll, he'll certainly be able to handle the captaincy. That's for sure.
0: Next on the show, the Sheffield Shield is about to get a brand new point system. We'll look at how it works and why it's changing. Next, this is Cow Corner. ABC
1: Grandstands Cricket Show.
0: This is Cow Corner with Peter Newland's Cricket Australia announced its much-anticipated revamp of the Sheffield Shield point system this week. Here's an explanation of how the new system will work, courtesy of Cricket Australia.
3: Changes to the points system for the 2014-15 Booper Sheffield Shield are designed to encourage a more even contest between bat and ball and better reflect test match conditions. Teams will continue to receive six points for an outright win and drawn matches will now result in a point each. But points for a first innings win are gone, replaced with bonus points for performances within the first 100 overs. As Madison drives that one through the covers and it races away towards that first and within the first 100 overs, teams will get .01 of a bonus point for every run above 200.
0: Smith as the ball reaches the.
3: That's .04 bonus points. In goes Hogan again, and it's driven, driven beautifully through those two short cover fields and away to the boundary. Batting bonus points are not capped. So the more runs above 200 that a team can score in that first 100 overs, the more points they earn. Bowling bonus points are designed to reward wicket-taking. The bowling team will get half a point at the fall of the fifth wicket. Further half points will be awarded at the fall of the seventh and the ninth wickets. After 100 overs, there are no more bonus points available for either team. So if the first day's play ends with the team nine for 350, that's one and a half bonus points each.
0: Brian McFadgen is Cricket Australia's Team Performance Information Manager and is a former head coach of the Tasmanian Tigers. He led the review of the point system, and he joins me now on Cow Corner. Brian, thanks for your time. No worries at all, Peter. The review of the point system, why did it come in? Well, I think uh,
2: the primary objective is about making sure that our shield cricket is developing the very best uh, test-snatch players in the end. So last year we saw an increase in our first-class cricket uh, based on... The facilities and the, the pitches that the curators were preparing around the country were, were certainly a lot more like the test pitches that we were looking for. Uh, this year, we just felt that we wanted to take it one step further to encourage the curators to continue to prepare those wickets that were a, a little bit more batsman-friendly. Uh, as I said, a lot more like test match wickets. And so by just altering or just tinkering with the point system a little bit, we believe we've got a result where um, where teams can be rewarded for playing Reasonably aggressive cricket and trying to set up victories. So that from deep into the fourth day, we're seeing uh, seeing results sort of being played for, and and that's really the the basis of it, just to continue to to ensure that our Sheffield Shield competition meets the needs of devel- developing our next uh, test players.
0: So was it a means of changing the way players and teams approach the game, or changing the way pitchers are prepared for shield matches?
2: I think initially, it was purely around changing the, the pitches that teams were playing on. I think this probably lends itself a little bit more to, OK, we, we acknowledge that we're we're very happy with the way that the pitches are, are now being prepared. Now we also want to make sure that you know, the way the game's played is probably altered to that slightly more result orientation where we know when the wickets are flatter that sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult to play to win if if you've got a long first innings or a drawn-out first innings chase. So to a degree, we're trying to remove that long, drawn-out first innings result that can sometimes take up near three days or even more. So the the aim is to to see results really deep into a game so that we've got high-pressure cricket on in the last session on the last day.
0: Were you concerned with short games, games finishing by, let's say, lunch on the, the third day or even earlier?
2: Uh, one of the major concerns we've had over the past few years is certainly play, games being played on result wickets where teams were getting bowled out for a hundred, and and uh, games were more or less all over in sort of two and a half, three days. That, that is a major concern when our test match cricket is five days long, and majority of our test match cricket is played on wickets that are that are not green tops that are not offering um, you know medium pace bowlers the opportunity to take five and six wickets in a 10-over in a spell. So that's, uh, that certainly has been a, a real driver for the change. And, but we're really open, and, um, and one of the things that's great about cricket now is that we're actually prepared to take these little chances, and it's a, it's a two-year trial, and uh, if, if for whatever reason it doesn't, it doesn't become successful in that time, we'll, um, you know, we'll look at the, uh, the next change to, the, to, to meet the needs.
0: Just having looked through the scoring system and, and listened to the explanation, it's it's going to make people think a lot more about the way Shield games progress. But looking at the the practicalities of it, I guess there's there's no possibility of any sort of cap on the amount of points you can get on a first innings. No, at this stage
2: you've got the hundred overs, so to a degree there's a cap on the bowling where you you'll only get that one point five bonus points for bowling in the first innings. Whereas if you're
3: in 100 overs,
2: if you would actually make a score up into the, say, high 300s or 400, you actually can can achieve more than that 1.5. So the cap exists on bowling, again, just to protect our game from the green-top scenario that, that we saw too much of over the last decade. Uh, but there's certainly no cap. If teams are batting really, really well and, and up into that 100-over mark, they're able to score just, say, 450, well, then there's there's 2.5 uh, bonus points for that type of uh, aggressive cricket and it's also the aim is to bring the, keep the game moving so that we are uh, we're playing for some high pressure cricket deep into the game for six points which has always been a really valuable, um, a valuable point structure you know, we, we've always agreed that a six points has been great for an outright win in, in shield cricket so that doesn't change.
0: The point for a draw or giving points for a draw what does that say about the, the way matches were being conducted up until uh, this re- review was taken out? Look, it's just,
2: uh, the, the point for a draw is just purely around acknowledgement that we're going to be playing on wickets that are harder for bowl teams out. The wickets are going to be, you're going to need more strategy for, as a captain, you're going to need more strategy as a bowler uh, and, and the coaching staff. So it's just an acknowledgement that, firstly, you are going to have to strategize, but secondly, it's also acknowledgement that at times in test series, it's really important that you can hang on and, and fight, fight to the death for that last, whether it's three or four or sometimes five sessions to hang on. And then so rather than it being a no point scenario, we've just, just gone from zero to one. So it's really a combination of those factors.
0: Is there still a place for a, a Shield final in a with a point system like this?
2: Well I suppose it uh, in a six team competition we've always seen that it's been very, very close because of the because points have been quite rounded and generally it's a you know twenty eight on top and twenty six, twenty six, twenty four. We're going to see that change. Obviously, we're going to see that teams will be sort of 1.3 or 1.7, 1.9 ahead. So it's probably going to just put a little gap between each of the teams. But from all the research we've done, the the best-performed teams have always played off as the top two. And that will be no different. The teams that perform best over the course of the year will finish 1-2 and and at this stage, we'll have that opportunity to play an issue of final.
0: What's been the reaction from uh, the cricket world so far, Brian? Uh, the there,
2: there's been, it's been surprising. There hasn't been a lot of reaction, I think. Um, people have been consulted along the way, and generally the consensus has been that the first innings points was not a critical element of our game and that people didn't see that there was any particular need to maintain the two points. So I suppose that's probably the most radical change, really, and so that's been it's been well received some people have thought bonus points system gives you an added focus to play for bonus points as opposed to play for winning but that's only been the minority the majority of the feedback we've had has been you know generally positive so um so all in all i think so far reasonably
0: positive it's going to make the the job of people who cover these matches even more interesting but it's it uh, sounds like something that'll so at the very least, get people talking about the way the Shield competition is con- conducted through the next two seasons. It's a trial, Brian.
2: That's right, and I think it's a good thing that we're uh, that we're looking at some changing. And all we're trying to do is is improve the way that we develop our next generation of international cricketers. And that that's um, as long as we're not sitting on our hands and just let, remaining with the status quo, just purely because it's been there for a long time. I think uh, the attitude and the, the leadership of Cricket Australia is heading in the right direction.
0: Thanks for your time.
1: Thanks very much, Ben.
0: That's Brian McFadgen from Cricket Australia.
1: This is Cow Corner.
0: This is Cow Corner with Peter Newlands. A three-test series between New Zealand and the West Indies starts on Sunday, and there's no shortage of talking points leading into it. As a selling point, Chris Gale is due to play his 100th test on his home ground in Kingston, Jamaica, and Dinesh Ramden will lead the West Indies for the first time as test skipper. In the background is the non-selection of Sunil Narine, That's a penalty for staying in India to play in the IPL final for the Kolkata Knight Riders. There's been some shuffling between the nations as well, with Barbados replacing Guyana as the venue for the third test. Barry Wilkinson from the Line and Length Network joins me now from Bridgetown, Barbados, to discuss the series. Barry, thanks for your time today on Cow Corner.
4: Well, it's a pleasure to to be with you.
0: Now, Barry, first of all, what sort of anticipation is there leading into this test series?
4: Well, the major anticipation is that Chris Gill is about to celebrate his 100th test in his home ground in Kingston, Jamaica, at Sabina Park. But you have to remember that uh, football is very, very big in the Caribbean, and this test series is uh, competing with the the World Cup, uh, which is happening in Brazil. And many people are going to be tuned to their TV sets watching the the World Cup in Brazil. But the mere fact that it's Chris Gill's 100th test being played in his hometown He's a massive hero in Jamaica. The interest is really in Kingston uh, for that 100th test for Chris Gale. Um, He is somewhat injured. He's been having back spasms and back problems all all IPL season long. But he's very committed to playing this 100th test with the government of Jamaica and also the local board, uh, making lots of special preparations and celebratory things for him to celebrate his 100th game.
0: Just on the scheduling, Barry, you're right, it does coincide with the the World Cup, and it's interesting that the whole world is in the, in the grip of it, but is this a regular time to be playing test matches in the Caribbean?
4: Yeah, this is, this is, I would say, a pretty regular time to be playing test matches. It's just unfortunate that the World Cup, which comes every four years, is playing uh, at this particular time. There's nothing too odd or strange about playing test cricket in June, especially since the last uh, two to three years, the IPL has uh, commanded a, a window uh, for cricket in, in the world. So once you have that situation happening, um, you're not going to see much test cricket being played between April and May any longer in the Caribbean. So June for the last couple of years has not been unusual an unusual time to play test cricket. And um, it's just unfortunate that the timing of the football World Cup will coincide with this test series. If there was no football World Cup, I think it would have commanded uh, much more respect.
0: In a sense, Barry, could they have uh, saved another week because... Of course, Sunil Narayan decided to play for uh, the Kolkata Knight Riders in the final of the IPL. And as a result of that decision, he is not being considered for this uh, series. Uh, Clearly, he's one of the West Indies' best bowlers. Could they think about pushing these matches even further away from the IPL in the future?
4: What has happened in the last uh, year or so is that there's the new Caribbean Premier League. That's the local or the Caribbean IPL-style T20 tournament. That is scheduled and will always be scheduled to be played in the summer in the Caribbean. Now, if they push that back any further, they're going to run themselves into trouble because the West Indies are also hosting Bangladesh in September for also a Test Series, an ODI Series, and a T20 Series. So if they were to push that back any further, everything would just uh, collapse. Because when the West Indies finish play against Bangladesh, they're then going to play in India in a very short series again. And then they leave and go to play in South Africa. The scheduling is just uh, very tight. It's very compact. It would have been very difficult to push that back any further than they have already have. It's unfortunate with the Sunil underlying uh, incident, but uh, I, I guess as we discuss it, you'll, you'll begin to understand that the board uh, didn't really have much choice but to leave him out.
0: So he's been left out of the, the series. It's created an awful lot of discussion uh, in cricket circles uh, around the Caribbean. Generally speaking, what is the feeling? Should he be allowed to play or not? I think people
4: are 50-50 on it. Um, if the scales are going to tip in any favour, they would tip towards Rhine playing. The thing about this whole Narine playing is that he always indicated that he would be back to play uh, for West Indies in this series, which starts, like you said, June the 8th. However, West Indies... Um, came up with a rule saying that they want to have a cap and uh, that cap, all players must be present at that cap by June the 1st. It would have been impossible for Narain to get to the cap for June the 1st because the KKR made it to the final, which was being played on June the 1st. He did ask for an extension, but they, they didn't grant that extension based upon the fact of many things. One, Dylan Narine is, uh, is on the board's payroll. He is a contracted player by the West Indies Cricket Board, and all players who are playing in the IPL are there with NOCs. That's uh, called No Objection Certificate. Now, those NOCs mean that they, the board gives them permission to play in these tournaments, but they must make themselves available for the West Indies when they have cricket going on. Now, Ryan has made himself available, but they, they, the board have come up with a cap saying that all players must be available for the camp prior to the test series. He wasn't available, and that's why he's been left out. So people are sympathetic towards what has happened for him, uh, but people are also saying that the board could have been a bit more lenient. Now, had it been any other player, perhaps the, they might, the, the public might not be as sympathetic, but it's still on the right. He is one of the best spinners, not only in the Caribbean, but around the world. And I think he has been playing enough cricket to... You're enough to miss a camp, but the, the board are obviously going on principle rather than the player. Uh, so while it's a big name player, the principle is that you have to be there or had to be there by June the 1st. Uh, he wasn't, and then unfortunately he misses out.
0: Do you think that as time goes on and we, we might see more of these sort of situations, in a standoff between uh, the West Indies Cricket Board and an individual player and his IPL commitments, is there going to be any other winner other than the player going to the IPL and staying with his IPL team?
4: want to see that in the West Indies. I'm I'm going to take a couple of examples from Sri Lanka. Now, Lassif Malinga was playing in the IPL for the Mumbai Indians, but he was with rules, the players seem to be not as committed uh, in terms of getting themselves uh, into the uh, Caribbean setup. up uh, unlike some of the other players for, for England, for example, or even for the Sri Lankans, like I just made the example of Lassie Malinga. But you are going to continue getting these problems because the IPL is a window. The IPL has a window of cricket and uh, if the board is going to continue to have cab before series, and they stipulate that the players have to get two before the series, it's always going to create a problem going forward, because like I said, the schedule is just too tight, and it's going to be very difficult for players to uh, space themselves and get from India uh, to the Caribbean with, with a very short span of time, especially if players are playing, going to be playing in finals for the, the respective um, franchises.
0: It's very a very interesting precedent. Is there any chance that Narayan will play take any part in this series at all?
4: Not the Test Series. He, mm. he ruled out of the entire Test Series. He will... He will be available for the T20s, and there are two T20s scheduled for the, the very beautiful island of Dominica. But so he will be, he will play in those T20s, of course, once fit, which I think he will be, but he will definitely not play any part in the three-test series.
0: on am Corner. I'm speaking with Barry Wilkinson from the Line and Length a network in uh, the Caribbean in Bridgetown, Barbados. Barry, the other story surrounding this series is the rescheduling of the third test, which was due to be played in, in Guyana, in Georgetown, Guyana, but it's been moved to Barbados. And from my reading of it, it appears that the government has stepped in to take over the running of cricket in the, in the country of Guyana. Is, uh, how would you describe the situation with the status of Guyana as an uh, international venue looking forward now?
4: Guyana cricket is in a lot of trouble. This is not the first time that uh, it has happened. Uh, about two years ago, there was no cricket at all for the whole year in Ghana because of a similar situation. It wasn't governmental, but it was internal. And now the government of Ghana have uh, decided and they've passed a law in the Parliament, which is the highest level of, uh, of, uh, of ruling in the Caribbean. They've passed a law in Parliament stating that they, the government will rule and control the cricket operations in Ghana. Now, the Ghana Cricket Board report to the West Indies Cricket Board, and the West Indies Cricket Board is saying, well, before you can do that, you you must indeed have some kind of discussion, some kind of uh, arrangements with us. And as such, that that has not been done, and with such a close time frame, uh, they have decided the West Indies Board to pull that test match from Ghana. This is a sad day for cricket in the Caribbean because uh, Guyanese are now being, being uh, punished for just poor administration in Ghana cricket. Ghana is a, is a, a country that has produced Clyde Lloyd, has produced Ramna Sauron, Shindulman, Um They have produced some of the top cricketers in the world, Rohan Khamenei, and, 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 you know, they're a country that loves their cricket, and now they're being deprived and denied the right to watch cricket because of, of minor minor, but major issues that could have been done in a a much better fashion. And it's unfortunate, but it's a a reality that we might not see cricket being played in Ghana for another year or two. They could become very much like the the Pakistan of world cricket if this situation continues.
0: It's going to be a Very interesting series, notwithstanding the fact that World Cup soccer is going to consume a lot of people's attention in the next month, even though there's no teams from the Caribbean playing in the tournament this time. Maybe in in four years' time, that'll be a little bit different. Barry Wilkinson, thank you very much for your time. They're very valuable and and fascinating insights into cricket in your part of the world.
4: Well, thank you for having me, and uh, good luck to... Uh, Australia as they, they prepare for a pretty uh, tough year leading up to the, the next Ashes. And congrats to, to Michael Clark and his team for doing so well uh, over the last year and getting back to number one in ODIs and Test cricket.
0: This is Cow Corner. To go out this week, stat of the week relates to the last two Sheffield Shield seasons. In 2012-13, there were 26,981 runs scored in the competition. Last season, it was 31,527. Maybe we're going to see more 1,000-run summers from batsmen, as in days gone by. And who knows? Maybe this new point system might help that to happen. That's it for Cow Corner today. The show will be back at the same time next week. See you then.
1: Of your local sporting club to the largest stadiums on the planet. ABC Grandstand Sport continues to deliver sports coverage like, Noah. like no other. The AFL season continues. He got a lot of it. He got all of it. Stay tuned for the State of Origin series. He on the the and coming soon, Glasgow 2014. The Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. On radio, online, and on your mobile. ABC Grandstand. To get ahead. Do you love your football? Want to stay up to date with the World Cup in Brazil? Visit the dedicated Brazil 2014 page with ABC Grandstand Online. Find out the latest news, check fixtures and teams and explore the history feature which takes a look back at all 19 World Cup finals and features some of the greatest names in football. Grandstand Sport. Brazil 2014. Featuring online now at abc.net.au slash grandstand. Join Alistair Nicholson and Zane Bojack for the dogleg. It's on its way from a metre. He's put it in. Adam Scott fist pumps the air. Stay up to date with the latest golf news from around the world with the dogleg. Hey, this is Matt Kuchar, and you're listening to the dogleg. On ABC Grandstand Digital via the ABC Radio app. And available to download and subscribe as a podcast at abc.net.au slash grandstand. How would you like every Monday night NRL game on digital radio and on your mobile? (laughs) Yep, your mobile. NRL. Catch all the NRL Monday night action with ABC Grandstand Digital and on your mobile.